The most important thing for me, I think the best thing I want to share with you is to love our children unconditionally. If you look at holistic education, and what we want our children to be is they are healthy, right? And that is common trait. You can find healthy children in the following ways. I think if you find them, they are always joyful and helpful. There are always are people who are confident and competent, and there are those you will see that are responsible and self-motivated. And how do we cultivate these traits? I think it will begin with loving our children unconditionally. Hi, I'm Vincent Hiscox, a health coach. Podcaster and storyteller. Welcome to the Over Forty Wellness Podcast. We all have the ability to look better and feel better. Becoming healthy should not be complicated. On this podcast, I talk to health and wellness professionals who share their stories and their expertise, so that you can optimize your health. The conversations will inspire and empower you. With simple tips that you can put into practice to transform the way you feel, look better, and feel better with the Over Forty Wellness Podcast. This episode is being done in collaboration with Whisper.com. Whisper.com is one of Hong Kong's leading online education platforms, helping connect families with educators and activity providers. Parents can search for, review, and sign up for activities and classes at whisper.com. You'll find all the links in the show notes. My guest on the podcast this week is Dr. Cora Wei. Cora is the head of school for the Christian Alliance PC Lao Memorial International School, a bilingual primary international school in Hong Kong, and has been an educator for over twenty-five years. Cora is married and has two children, one in high school and one at university. In the podcast, we talk about the top seven holistic approaches to a healthy child: love unconditionally, find their strengths and use them to serve others, stay active, navigate life with a moral compass, cultivate healthy habits, encourage a growth mindset, and finally, practice mindfulness. We go into detail on each aspect, and Cora shares her experience and expertise on how health is not just about physical health, but is about developing physical, mental, and spiritual health in a holistic way. There is no magic wand, and Cora discusses a step-by-step approach, making progress in small increments, which, when repeated over time, can lead to very big gains. It's all a part of a lifelong journey. So, good afternoon, Cora. How are you? I'm doing fine. Good afternoon, Vincent. So it's so nice. I'm here with you in your school. We're in your school library, and it brings back so many memories of my school library, where I spent hours and hours. So, really, thank you for this opportunity. You're welcome. I'm glad you're here today too. In terms of introducing yourself, now.、Uh, For the listeners, this is the second time that Cora has been on the podcast. 
So if you could introduce yourself, Cora. Okay, great. So my name is Cora Hoy. I study in Toronto, Canada. And after I finished my degree in education, I moved to Hong Kong with my family. And I've been in Hong Kong for over 20 years working in international school. I enjoy teaching and I also enjoy working in other roles in the school. So currently I'm the head of school of Christian Alliance PC Lao Memorial International School. I love being in school because that's the time you see children and children's are treasures and children's are our future every day when i see them coming in beaming with the smile and showing me what they have learned with the eyes wide open i'm always happy that you know it is not really a job to me it is something i do and i enjoy doing every day i can't wait to be in school every day so that's a little bit about myself, and I am a mom. I have two children. They are quite older than my current students. My younger one is in high school, and my older one will graduating from university very soon. Wow, you don't look old enough to have children uh, who are so old. That's very kind of you, Vincent. <laughs> so in terms of the podcast today, the previous podcast that we did together was talking about intelligences. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to be talking about seven holistic approaches to raising children. Yes. So let's get into the subject matter then. So maybe you would like to kick that off. Right. I think about myself as a mom with two children. They grew up. And what is the most important thing for me? I think the best thing I want to share with you is to love our children unconditionally. If you look at holistic education and what we want our children to be is they are healthy, right? And that is common trait. You can find healthy children in the following ways. I think if you find them, they are always joyful and helpful. There are always are people who are confident and competent. And they are those you will see that are responsible and self-motivated. And how do we cultivate these traits? I think it will begin with loving our children unconditionally. What does that mean? It means that when we accept love and show affection to our children, even when they make mistakes or fall short of our expectations, they feel safe and liberated to explore their identity and future. When children know that their parents, caregivers, teachers, and even significant others, they are emotionally available and they're responsive to take care of them, they learn to trust and rely on others. In addition, they are better able to regulate their emotions and be their true self. And that's very important. Yeah, so I just want to pick up on a few words because there's some really beautiful words in there. First of all, this concept of a healthy child. So usually when somebody thinks about health, maybe they think about sort of kind of not getting sick hmm. or they think about sort of yeah, having lots of energy, doing lots of sports. But so what would your definition of a healthy child be? Well, I think I would use six different words to um, identify a healthy child. I think a healthy child in a holistic sense are children who are healthy by being joyful, 
and helpful. They want they they're caring about others. They want to do something for others because they are healthy. They want to use what they have to share with others. And and a healthy child, you'd see they are confident. They are competent. They're able to do things to share with others. And you will see them naturally. They're very responsible and they want to do things on their own. And they're self motivated. Another way to put it, perhaps easier, I would say. With three eyes,、um, maybe not iPhone and iPod and iTunes, but I think healthy child are children who are inquisitive. They want to ask lots of questions. They are children who take initiative. They want to get involved and stay active. And they're question. They're children who will want to involve in whatever that is present before them. Like they're not shy away from opportunity. They want to do something. They want to try. They want to just. Get to learn, because learning in itself is what a healthy child wants to do. So I I think that kind of explained to you my definition of healthy child. Yeah, as always, I always reflect when I when I have guests on the podcast is and they're talking about one subject. I kind of reflect it into other subjects. So I'm a health coach. Okay. So typically, as a health coach, and I'll be very honest. Eighty percent of people come to me because they're overweight,、mm-hmm. so they want to lose some weight. So they come to me for that. I help a little bit with sleep, a little bit with breathing, but it's more physical. Okay, there is of course the mental aspect, but I think what you're talking about is more. It's more biased towards the mental aspect. Is is that correct? I would say so, and I think you know、um, all that come together. I have a child is physically fit. Um, healthy child have good habits, so they will sleep a lot.、Um, they will like to eat healthy food. Doesn't mean that they don't go to eat junk food once in a while, but that's not the pattern. And I think a healthy child wants to do things. They want to stay active, and that's what I call they are responsible. They are self motivated. They are joyful. They want to help others. And a healthy child have a good sense of who they are, and that's why they can be competent and confident. Competent doesn't mean that they can do everything right now, but they have a growth mindset. They want to try, so they can have not yes and no, but they have yes and not yet, and they will try. And learning is fun for them. And Everything is positive with a healthy child because they are living in the present and they are looking forward to the future, and that's what I am very happy to see. Lots of healthy children in my school every day. Yeah, and and the other thing that would sort of come up for me is that all of the attributes that you talked about there they're carried from when they're children into their adult life. So all of these attributes are being developed. You know, whilst they're at school with you, if they're coming to this school, and their attributes, which they can then take into their sort of, you know, their work life and their family life of their own, and use those. So, what I was thinking from from what you were saying was that there wasn't anything in what you were saying about what the children should be, as to what sort of their parents should be like, and also, you know, their elder brothers and sisters. It kind of It just carries on、mm-hmm, because you think about it. Learning is lifelong, so 
health is a lifelong journey and we journey and we value different things as we grow up but i think the principles are the same they're universal doesn't matter you are here or elsewhere in the world you can see a healthy child the same way always you can identify the traits yeah super okay so let's go on to the next aspect or the next element of a holistic healthy person mm, okay i think um one we have first we have to love them unconditionally and that's important as i said earlier because they learn to trust and they learn to rely on others and they're able to regulate themselves and finding their true self so i want to start on the second point of talking about finding the true self i believe that every person every human being we are wonderfully and fearfully made we all possess different talents and gifting and that's what i talk about when i talk about multiple intelligence in my last podcast with you vincent and um i believe that the different types of intelligence whether it's linguistic uh, logical and mathematical spatial uh, bodily kinesthetic musical interpersonal intrapersonal or naturalist but when we provide children with an environment to explore their strengths and apply them to serve others and i think that is the important part it's not just to know what they're good at but use what they're good at for something that is greater than themselves to use it to serve others and children will develop a healthy sense of identity of who they are and i mentioned about they use and apply what they have to serve others and that experience will help them to start to taste and understand and experience the meaning of purposeful living and and that is important to develop a healthy child to find the identity and help them to see that their journey is purposeful and meaningful because they are wonderfully made they are gifted with talents and our parents caregivers teachers and significant others are there to provide the environment and they have the place to grow and explore and develop their strength that's important yeah i love it i love it and this concept of you know healthy helping others and serving others i mean as human beings we're social animals mm. we we live in groups I mean, and groups that are very successful are groups usually that help each other's. I mean, I'm a, a member of something which is called BNI, Business Networks International. And one of the sort of main precepts of that is that people who give gain. So it comes back to the same thing. Yes. So, so basically, if as the children are growing up, they have an education which encourages them to share with others encourages them to give openly then it's a double benefit because the person that's getting the getting the giving to gets the benefit but they get the benefit themselves definitely yes i think when you give you actually receive a lot more the person who know that they are able to give it is such a way to uh, build the identity helping them to also build skills and and that's very much what you're sharing is so important for children to experience that when they are young super so let's go on to the the third element 
Great. So I started with talking about loving them unconditionally, not because they show up and do things we like, but whether even they fell short of our expectation, we still love them. And that is not conditional, it's unconditional. We talk about helping them to find the strength and use it to serve others. And naturally, as they're serving others, um, I would think that they are very active in the community or at home or at school. Vincent, have you heard about the forget forget? curve I have heard about the forgetting curve when what we hear see or read actually slip out of our mind our memory over time unless we take action to keep it there so whenever possible we should invest our money uh, and time on experience instead of what we want to accumulate as materials. Experiential learning is very common among international schools. And why experiential learning? Because it's so powerful. It builds our characters. It develops our relationships with others. It leaves us with fond memories. We remember by doing. And that's so powerful. Therefore, I'd like to encourage our children to be inquisitive. They take initiative and they get involved. Let our children learn by asking the right questions before giving them the right answers. We are not here in this generation to spoon feed our children with model answers, but to encourage them to ask all the W questions. Who, what, when, why, where, and how. These questions are so valuable and they stay active by asking questions and finding the answers. Encourage them to be proactive, be ready for actions. I think when they apply themselves to help others, when they get involved in community projects, they gain confidence and they are becoming more competent. And that's what I always go back. That is how we measure healthy child is by their competency and their confidence. Yeah. And another thing that I heard at the very beginning of that was that, you know, it's more for experience than accumulation of things. Mm. Because... I mean, it's very prevalent in our society today that people look, you know, they look to acquire things. You know, I've got a better house than you. I've got a better car than you. I've got a better this than you, a better that than you. But at, at the end of the day, for sure, material things are important for some people. But I think, if I hear what you're saying correctly, it's more the experience which holds the bigger value. Yes. Because experience is things that you will have fond memories and building good memories are good for children. And and I would say, you know, you would spend the same amount of building an experience with a child or buying something expensive for them. I would say that I will surely go with building the experience with children. And it's about time. And they are only children for that long. And we need to build a memory with them and let them remember what is important and not about acquiring material things but as i said about the experience of going to serve others with big or small gifts no gifts are insignificant when you're willing to give it so i think that is development of their character and that's important yeah and that's a very strong message i mean the message of experience being more important than actual physical things is something which okay it's easy to understand and it's you know again you know, from a parent's point of view, and I think 
there isn't anything that we're saying here that doesn't apply to the adults. And the children are all going to become adults one day anyway. Mm -hmm. So then it applies for them as well. Yes. Okay, so this concept of navigating a way through life, Hmm. what what are your thoughts on that one? Well, I think we cannot be with our children every day and we our children probably don't want us to be with them all the time. So how do we equip them for their life journey? And I think it is very important for us to instill in them a moral compass. And how do we do that? And I think to do that is we through our role modeling, because children see more of what we do than what we say, um, through words of encouragement, through our intentional teaching, because they are the integral parts of the process for, of forming our children's moral intelligence. That's what I talk about, Vincent, with you in the last uh, broadcast. Um, I think it's so important to navigate life with a moral compass because once they have that, when they can, we, when our values, our goals, our action can align with these ethical principles, we are at peace with ourselves and with others. And I think that is so important that peace is not about just quiet and doing nothing. Peace is about you're able to find a way even in the times of storm. And that is so powerful because every life will comes with ups and downs. And that's what we really want our children to have is to have um, a moral compass that will help them to align what they see as important, their values, their goals, and their actions with these that is important and that is right to do. Um, it requires one to know the right from the wrong and I think that is not the hardest. The hardest is to have the emotional um, intelligence to choose to do the right thing. Like, Because when we are putting in a morally charged situation, it's hard to make the right decision. Sometimes the temptation is so great. And how to choose to do the thing it's important um i come from a christian background and my school is also a faith-based school so i like to share a proverbs in the bible it says to teach children how they should live and they will remember it all their life and that is important we cannot be around with our children all the time and we desire that they become independent thinker, they make good decisions. So what we can do is we need to equip our children with the moral compass so that they can navigate their life with good guidance and the right reference points. Yeah, super. And again, I'll reflect back to myself. Um, I grew up in a, in a family that my mother was Roman Catholic. I went to a Protestant school. Uh, but my mother made me go to church with her every Sunday morning. And, you know, I'll be very honest, I felt that that sort of going to church, the ritual, it wasn't something I found so easy at the time. However, the messages that stick from that time, the messages, and again, the messages from my mum that, you know, stick from my growing up, they are so, they are so powerful. And and all of the things that you are talking about, you know, knowing when you're faced with the situation, this concept of a moral compass, I like it, the idea is great. You know, the idea that you've got something that will help you to say, but actually it'd be better if you go in that direction rather than that direction. Or 
you know, you can take a kind of a judgment and maybe you, your judgment might be wrong, but at least you have something which is going to help you. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you are stuck in the wilderness and, and you want to find your way home and you have a compass and you have a map, then you've got the tools to find your way home. It's not guaranteed. You still have to be skillful, you know, to be able to use the compass and to be able to, to use, if we take our story, to use the morals. But if you do that, then it can provide a way back to safety. That's right. I can imagine, give you another way of like looking at that. It's like, you know, you go to a new place. Um, you may be a very good driver. You've been driving for years. You may be renting a very good car with good engine and mechanics. But you do still need the GPS if you want to go from one place to another. And the same as having the compass, it points always to where the north is. And, and that goes because the moral compass is always go with the universal principles. And I've been reading about that. And it says that, you know, the universal principles are called universal universal principles because it doesn't matter what culture you're from or what religious background you're in. They are all about the same. And those will help people to align. These universal principles may be um, manifest in a different way as what you value. And it could be based on your culture and your temperament and your personality. But the moral compass is so powerful because it will help us to align. And that is how to help us to live our life at peace with ourselves, with, with others, because you don't want to look back in your life and you regret what I do. It's not going with what you want to go. And that is like tragic (laughs) if it's like too far off. And I think where you want to go, it also go with what you value, right? You know, you don't want to spend all your time in the office when you truly value would be your children. So I think Having the moral compass is helping our children to live a life of alignment of their values with their goals and also with their actions. And that's so important. Yeah. And I think that brings us very neatly on to the, to the idea of habits. Mm. I'm a health coach and it's, it's one of the most, yeah, I'll be very honest, changing people's habits can be very, very difficult. Sometimes... It can go quite sort of straightforwardly. But, you know, we all know that people who've been smoking for 10 years, when they want to stop, it's not easy. So changing habits is something that we can do. Sometimes it can be difficult. But how do we build these habits? Hmm, That's good. In small incremental way, I think um, we can't expect children to think big and then they cannot reach. You have to make it reachable for our children. And um, I have read a book and I really like that. I don't know, Vincent, if you have read that, The Atomic Habits um, by James Clear. Um, I really like one of the ways that he put it. He said a small incremental everyday routine. Uh, wow, it's not difficult, right? Small incremental everyday routine. When when we compound them 
it will get into massive positive change over time. He made it in such a way as if you know a a flight, a a plane. If we try to go from point A to point B, if you just change the angle by a little bit over time, you are so far off from where you wanted to go. And that is the same. So just little bit of change every day and small. Achievable part, it will make a big difference. I tell you, I share with you what I do.、Um, ever since I was young, and my parents are very good at helping us to train this small habit, is to make my bed in the morning. And、um, I like to do that as tidy at my desk every day before I leave home as well,、um, or like our desks at home. Like you, you need to clear your desk after the day, even though you actually have to use the same thing the next day. And I find these small habit is. Really helping me to be effective, because I believe whatever in the outside also mirror and affect what is in the inside. When I'm being purposeful to create a clean and tidy environment, it has an effect on my internal mind. And these simple actions help me to prepare my mind for what I need to do. Whether it is getting to school in the morning, I tidy up my bed. I know I'm getting ready for work. Or at the end of my day, I tidy up my desk so that I know I'm going to go home and spend quality time with my loved ones at home. So、uh, this is just an example of some of the simple habits. Um, I have shared with my students at the school the habit of every day in the morning to take a few deep breaths. Not just like we breathe every moment, but be intentional, be mindful of taking a few deep breaths where your tummy goes out, and at the same time do it so slowly, having our mind to start with positive thought to count our blessing every day. I told my children that do a three. Deep breath every day and count three blessing every day. Start the day with positive thought. Wow, it made a big difference into whatever they do. Where even when they're waiting for the bus、um, downstairs, when the nanny may not be so friendly, but if you start your mind in a positive way, it helps so much in how you filter everything you see. So I think when I find starting and ending every day with gratitude. Is a great indicator of my well-being, and that's we talk about wellness and healthy child. So it is helping our children to be healthy by helping them to build this habit of being grateful for what they have. Counting blessings, whether it's big or small, build positivity, and it is crucial for us to be mindful of our habits. And we need to help our children to develop healthy habits. Yep, I was smiling all the way through your discourse. Then, I mean, you brought out so many sort of amazing points. So let's do a shout out first of all for James Clear and his book Atomic Habits. If there are listeners to the podcast, we'll put it into the show notes. I mean, this for me is a kind of one of my bibles with respect to habits. And you know, you alluded to one of the things that he says, which is the. Simple effect of compounding. So just making a one percent change each day, but then if you compound that, what you get at the end of it is something which is truly amazing. Also, he goes into a lot of detail on making things easy, which again is one of my mantras. If you are trying to change a habit, then it's good that you change a little bit each day, but make 
to change something which you feel that you can do, something that you can accomplish. So again, you know, all of that uh, really resonated with me. Then you were talking about breathing. And again, I was super smiles on my side. The One of the techniques which I've learned recently is a, is a breathing technique, which I've been trained in, which talks, and you, you almost had it off word for word, this concept of breathing deeply, breathing, you said breathing into your tummy. So breathing into your diaphragm. Then the other thing that you said was breathing slowly. So there was a, there's a third element that was missing, is breathe light. But it kind of comes very close to the kind of slowly because you then tend to breathe light. You put all of that together, it changes your physiology. It changes the way you're thinking. It changes the way that you're behaving. So a great one. And, you know, from the listener's point of view, of course, you know, habits, if you, if you have habits that you would like to change in yourself or you would like to change in your children, then I would certainly recommend James Clear. Mm-hmm. I agree. So we've spoken about it a little bit, but in terms of, and it all ties together, that none of these things are sort of separate on their own, but having a positive mindset. Can you yes. talk to that one? Mm-hmm. I think if you think that you can, you are more likely to achieve. You Do you know the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset? Children with more of a fixed mindset, they actually emphasize their performance which result from their natural talents. So when setbacks comes in, um, they tend to give up or become quite defensive. Um, generally, they're cautious of taking risks outside of their comfort zone. But I like to highlight the contrary. If children, they have more of a growth mindset, they are learners who are interested in learning. They perceive effort, that's the key word, effort in practice, in seeking alternate way of doing things and in getting help from others as necessary for their progress. So they see that they can make it. So when they are set back, they do not get disappointed for a very long time. They're able to bounce back and they will try to make attempts again. So it is not just about, yes, I can do it or no, I can't. They evaluate their achievement as, yes, I can do it. And not yet, but I'll get there if I try. So when we choose to have a growth mindset, we process a great attitude to embrace life to its fullness. And I think that ties with holistic, healthy living because our mindset and our habits are really what make who we are. Mm. Yeah, just reflecting on what you were saying. First of all, there's there's a great book by Carol Dweck on, on this. So again, we'll put that into the show notes for the listeners. And this concept of having a, a positive mindset, and, and also there, there was that experiment where children were given sweeties, and the ones that could sort of uh, not take them straight away could wait until later before they took them. It ended up being sort of, you know, educationally, they turned out much better. So there's lots of work, you know, lots of information in, you know, out there in the space. But this concept of mindset and having a positive mindset. Okay, so I like football. I just watched last week, I watched Liverpool win the FA Cup in the UK. And their manager, I think, I can't remember the exact term, but he calls them something like mindful monsters. (laughs) 
So he is working on their psychology, he's working on the way that they're thinking, he's, think he's working on their mindset at a very high level. Mm. So if we can start this kind of same idea, this same principle, this same methodology with our children, start them at an earlier age, so they're always thinking with a positive mindset, then this, you know, for me, this helps everything. Yes, it makes a big difference because our mindset is what start off as telling us whether we can or we cannot do something. And I think um, we all can learn. We need to help our children to see that, yes, the potential is there. And if I have purposeful practice or guided practice, I will make progress. And we're not looking for perfection. We are looking for progression. And that's important. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I think, you know, I'll be very honest, Cora, we could have a podcast on each one of these, you know, each one of these elements could be a podcast in itself. And we spoke earlier about mindfulness. Hmm. Do you want to talk about that one? Yes. You know, when we talk about habits, I mentioned about the mindful breathing and at the same time be intentional with a gratitude mindset. Um, I think living mindfully is very important to everyone, whether they're children or their parents. Mindfulness gives us a space to figure out what we want to do with our life and who we are. Um, it could be a five-minute meditation and some people may take a year-long sabbatical. Um, it doesn't matter in long or short duration, but mindfulness practice will take us to a higher level of awareness. Not only does it increase our ability to regulate our emotions, it also decreases stress, anxiety, and depression. Um, when we take these short pauses, we notice our thoughts and our feelings. And over time, we have a better understanding of ourselves, and it makes more sense of our world. Uh, more importantly, mindfulness help us listen attentively and not just listening attentively. It will help us to know how to speak with honesty and kindness. As a result, we relate to ourselves and others with acceptance and compassion. Mindfulness practice along with other holistic methods, Vincent, that we have just talked about, um, starting from, uh, you know, loving them um, unconditionally, helping them to find strength to serve others, being active in asking questions, getting involved, and being active to um, take initiative or like building a moral compass to navigate life or having great habits, small incremental one that will help them to make positive change over time or having the mindsets that they can. It's just a matter of effort. All these add together will help our children to develop their body, their mind, and their heart. And as I said, healthy children, they are joyful and helpful. They're confident and competent. They are responsible and self-motivated. And I think these are the strategies we can use to develop traits of a healthy and happy child. Yeah, you know, there isn't anything for me to say against any of that. But I'll throw back a question to you. Maybe you've alluded to it already in the podcast. But from the point of view of the way that you work inside of your school, what helps you to sort of develop all of these beautiful traits hmm. that are going to help our children? 
Well, I think when when I come to think about holistic education, I actually uh, when um, our school actually just restart two years ago, and if you look at our school logo, it is a tree. And it's a tree uh, planted by streams of water, which uses fruit in season. The its leaf does not wither. And the idea I have that is that in holistic education, that's what school is about: is to build the right foundation. And for me, um, holistic start with the letter H, and the foundation for me would be to build the right habits and having the right heart, so that the both are also H, the H for heart and H for habit. So that comes with what I share with you, Vincent, about the holistic way of you know having the healthy habits, and on above after you've. Grounded into the right place,、um, you want to provide the environment for them to grow, and that is about you know loving them unconditionally. It's about helping them to find the strength to serve others, and then the tree need to see the leaves and have blooms with flowers, and later on will bear fruit. For me, holistic education will be about cultivating the mindset, and that is their head. And then using what they have to serve the others is how they apply their hands. So holistic education, it's good for a healthy child by helping them to have the right heart, the moral compass, having the right habits, the healthy habits, being mindful, having the right head, the correct mindsets to have a growth mindset. And helping them to have apply their hands, and for me, that would be developing the strengths and use what they have to serve others. And lots of lots of H's in there, so、yes. that makes it, let's say, from the parents' point of view, that makes it nice and easy. And again, I always like to sort of bring it back to practicalities. So, and you know, I think from everything that you said. Talking about the same subject, I would have said the same thing. So there isn't anything that you've said to me, and there isn't anything you've said on the podcast which I would say, "Well, yeah, it's easy to say, but it's you know, that's not really true." So everything, you know, I'm convinced that everything that we've spoken about today is something that we can use in terms of, you know, improving the sort of holistic health of the children. And you know, I would go one step further than that. I mean, it would be improving the holistic health of their parents as well, and any any other people who are maybe not mums and dads. I mean, this applies to everybody. So, from that point of view, what would be the starting position if somebody says, "Yeah, I really like what you're talking about." I mean, all of those things that they're really good, and I want to make a start on that, and I kind of. I understand from, you know, from the habits point of view, from James Clear, that it's better to start small. It's better to start, you know, and and but to do it sort of every day, to do it incrementally. So, what what would be your your advice that you would give to the parents on that one? I would say to love them unconditionally. It is the hardest sometimes because as parents we might come with baggage that well you know the times we got disappointed with our loved ones, but we want to do it right. The first thing 
is to love them unconditionally. And I think that is the best things we can give to our children because that is where it starts. Like life begins with love and that is important. Okay, and that's great. So basically what you're saying is overriding the sort of principles that we've talked about today, then the principle of unconditional love is for you is paramount. Yes. Yeah. Okay, super. So now, okay, and I really thank you so much for that. I think there was so much information that you've shared with the listeners, so much, and not just information, I think things that people can take action on with respect, you know, certainly with respect to their children, if they've got children, and with respect to themselves. There isn't anything I've heard you say today that doesn't apply, you know, doesn't apply to everybody. Of course, if we're talking about children, for sure, there's the adage that if you start young enough, then it makes it easier to make the change. But that doesn't mean to say that it's not impossible to make changes later. It just takes a bit more work. Mm -hmm. And we've spoken about habits and the importance of habits in terms of doing that. So in terms of you, I want to come back to you now. Mm. So in terms of yourself, is there anything over the last two or three years where you've actually done something yourself, where you've made a change and you thought, hmm, that was that actually wasn't so easy when I was started, but now I've finished. Yeah, I'm really pleased with that. Hmm. I think I make progress. Um, I enjoy exercising, but my life is pretty busy with a school to run and a family to man and a lot of other things to do at the church as well. I have been doing a lot of brisk walking, starting from small, a little bit at a time, a few minutes a day, a few laps along the way. And now I enjoy, I look forward to every weekend that I can uh, just walk along the waterfront um, near my house and for hours. And I, I find it is very good because I can practice a lot of what I share with you, whether it's being mindful and think back on what I've been doing and planning ahead and uh, also enjoying the nature, seeing the sky and like being observing of what is happening around me. Um, that is one new habit that I have started to have since COVID um, is to to exercise more and in the time that I'm given, uh, that I'm allowed to do. Um, and that is good. That is what I really enjoy doing. Mm. Yeah, and that's a super, a super answer. And I'm really happy for you. The, you know, the benefits of physical activity, I mean, they can't be ever overstated. And the way that it changes not just your physical body, but it also then changes your mental body and your mental way of working with things is is absolutely super. So that so that's some great advice that you've shared there for the listeners. So we're kind of coming towards the end of the podcast. And you've been on the podcast already, so you've kind of given us your favorite quotation. So I'm not going to ask for that one again. If you have a, a last message that you would like to share with the listeners, what would that message be? That's great to us. What would be the message? There's so much I want to share with uh, our our listeners, but I think um, I come back to having holistic education, and I think it begins with loving our children 
and that is the environment we want to give to them. And you know, that could mean um, spending time with them, and that is important because they only be kids for once. And you know, every day is very precious. So uh, look for the goods in the kids. Help them to see that they're able. And um, having the picture to see who you want to have as holistic and healthy child, and and look for elements of being joyful and being helpful. Help them to be confident and competent, and you know encourage them to be responsible and make good decisions and to be self motivated. So um, I think that is what I want to share with you at the end of the podcast. Yeah, and I love it. I mean, I really, really love it. I think from the point of view of you're coming back really to love unconditionally, which is what you pulled out earlier as one of your key tenants. And yeah, I really like it. So how do people get in touch with you? Hmm. Um, you can also put in your box the, our school uh, website and uh, we are in Hong Kong, we're in Kowloon and uh, there are info sessions if people want to meet me and they can sign up and come and see me and uh, we have different school tour. Um, we also have a lot of activities in the school and we have a Facebook account and IG um, so people can see what's going on and they can surely uh, message us through the website or the IG or the Facebook. Okay, we'll put all of those references into the show notes. So for the listeners, you can find them in the show notes. So I'd love to say, Cora, thank you very much for another really super podcast. I've really enjoyed myself. Thank you. Thank you, Vincent. I really enjoyed discussing the top seven holistic approaches to a healthy child with Cora. And her enthusiasm and the applicability of her sharing were evident. Here are my takeaways. The top seven holistic approaches to a healthy child provide a framework for parents to assist them in developing their children to reach their full potential. The approaches apply to all ages. Development is a lifelong activity. Health is a lifelong journey. And finally, Building good habits in small incremental steps leads to massive gains. I trust you enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. Please share with your family and friends. You're welcome to email me with feedback, comments and questions at vincent.hiscox at outlook.com. Would you enjoy getting a short weekly email from me where I share simple tips that you can put into practice to improve your health? Subscribe to my weekly newsletter at vincent1cd.substack.com If you are looking to get into the best shape of your life, to look good and feel your best, visit my coaching website, procoach.app forward slash vincent Hiscox. All the websites and references are in the show notes. And don't forget to share the episode with a friend. <laughs>